going on. Welcome, welcome. It's episode 41 of Internal Budget. Brandon Mackey of Silver7Sends.com here with you, as always, asking you to make sure you like the podcast, share it with your friends, download, subscribe, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. It really does go a long way and is truly appreciated. Now, yes, I know what you're thinking. There was no new episode last week. Brandon, what the hell? Well, I'll tell you what the hell. It basically came down to a few things. Uh, It was hard to do time-wise for me. I had some things going on. On top of the fact that it was the U.S. presidential election and nobody's mind was really on the Ottawa Senators. If it was, you are a sick person like me. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. Uh, And by the way, don't tell me on Twitter or any other platform to just stick to sports or only talk about hockey or whatever. Okay? And that's for a few reasons. One, Twitter is free. The podcast is free. Silver7Sends.com is free. If you want to control what comes out of my mouth or you want to have a say in it, pay for it. Simple as that. The other part of the equation is this whole thing is a little bigger than just sports and you know i'm being a little facetious earlier about saying you know pay for what i say and that but at the end of the day these are important issues they're issues that can't be uh swept under the rug and it would be disingenuous of me to have spent last week only talking about the ottawa senators plus then the bottom line is i'm going to talk about what i want to talk about the podcast is mine That's the beauty of it. Uh, My Twitter account is mine. That's also the beauty of that. Uh, I really do place a big value on having the freedom to say what I want to say um, and not using that just to devolve into hot takery and, and, you know, filling this garbage. So... That's really the bottom line on that. That's that mini rant. Uh, I just wanted to get that out there. And and it's, you know, it wasn't a lot of people. It was only a couple goofballs with 28 followers on Twitter. I think what I really want to focus on for today's episode uh, is how the podcast is going to look going forward. We know that the next NHL season is going to tentatively start... Maybe at the beginning of January, probably looking more like the beginning of February or late January. So that's a long time. (laughs) And maybe it feels a little longer than it is, given the way 2020 has gone. But in any case, that's a lot of episodes to fill with not a lot going on. We're, We're through the initial craziness now. We've gone through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, In terms of the Ottawa Senators, we've had the draft, we've had the trades they've made, free agency, and they've locked up all their RFAs. So we have now a pretty good idea of how this team is going to look. And we're certainly going to get to that, but it seems that for all intents and purposes, the Senators roster is set. And, And this is the way that the team is going to look going into next season. So we'll get to that a little bit later, but in the meantime, we have a bunch of episodes to fill. Uh, 
with not a lot of current events and breaking news to chat about in terms of the Sens. Uh, it's going to be pretty quiet from here on out. So there's a couple things that I want to do and that I think would be fun in terms of the podcast going forward. The main thing, and this is something that I realized when talking to Sens Prospects a couple weeks ago, friend of the show, uh, there are a wealth of Ottawa Senators players and prospects that are currently playing hockey. And they're doing it overseas in Europe. Guys like Rudy Balsers, Philip Schlapik, Vitalia Brahma, Philip Gustafson, Eric Brandstrom, Roby Yarventi. There's a huge number of guys that are playing overseas right now. And I think one of the best uses of the show will be maybe at the very beginning to do kind of a prospect update and give you all an update on how they're playing, uh, update on some stats, some highlights, and maybe even my own little opinions on it because I certainly do have a lot of those. I think that would be fun. Uh, you know, the future of the Senators hinges so much on their young players, on this crop of young talent, many of whom are playing overseas right now. Like a lot of the guys that they have playing in Europe are guys that are going to be critical going forward. Uh, especially when a guy like Tim Stutzler gets healthy and gets back to playing with Adler Mannheim in Germany. So I think, I don't know, maybe you guys can help me out with a name for it, uh, but that's what I think would be a really cool feature to have weekly on the show. Uh, maybe like a prospect roundup type of deal, and that way you can get a sense of who's playing well, who's not playing well, who's playing up to par, who's not. Because as Sense Prospect uh, talked about with me a couple weeks ago now, there are guys that are playing in good leagues, and there are guys that are playing in not-so-good leagues. So the expectation kind of varies from player to player. So the little nuances of that are going to be fun to go through. Other than that, we're still going to do guest interviews, obviously. Uh, the, look, the interviews really seem to be the bread and butter of this podcast. Like In terms of listenership and analytics, you folks really love it. When I have interesting people on the show um, to chat, you know, about hockey, about life, about everything. So I think that is going to be integral going forward. Uh, we're probably not going to do it every week just based on time and scheduling. But there are still a lot of cool people that I want to have on the show. Some are familiar. Some have been on the show before. Some have not. And going into the season when, like I said, there's not going to be a whole lot of new things to talk about. It might just be fun to talk to some interesting people, relive some cool memories they have about the Ottawa Senators, get their opinions on how the team looks and how the future is kind of rolling out in front of them. I think that would be a good use of our time. And like I said... Uh, it's the interviews really appear to be something that you guys love, and I really love doing them. To tell you the truth, um, I'm always interested to talk to interesting people, especially these days when uh, the the bulk of my 
social contact is made up of my girlfriend and her small corgi that you can often hear barking on this show. Maybe maybe Tofu the Corgi will be one of our interview guests. I'm sure that one would go over really well. Beyond that, I thought it would be a cool idea to spend some time maybe reliving some favorite games and moments. There's been a lot of pain in following the Ottawa Senators, especially ever since they came into the league um, in terms of playoff losses or player departures or, or whatever. But I really do believe that this team is privileged in the sense that it has had a lot of the cooler moments in NHL history over the last 20 or so odd years. When you get to the playoffs, as many times as the Senators did from 97 to, I guess, 2017, you're more likely to have those cool moments, whether it's amazing comebacks or overtime games or Cinderella runs. There's been a lot of really cool memories uh, in covering this team and just following them as a fan. And what better way to get excited for the future and to get hyped up for next season to then to relive the cool moments that have made us fans in the first place. And this is something I'm really excited about. This is an idea that kind of came to me last night. But every episode, uh, I want to have, well, maybe not every episode, but most episodes, I want to have a brief you know, call with one of the listeners. And I want to hear your favorite. Ottawa Senators moments. Uh, you know, maybe we'll keep it like 10, 15 minutes, but I really want to hear what moment stands out to you in your time as a fan. Maybe it was an amazing game you went to. Maybe it was celebrating in the streets when the team made the Eastern Conference final or the Stanley Cup final. Uh, maybe it's something totally other than that. Maybe it revolves around a jersey or a piece of memorabilia or just a moment. That's what I want to hear about, because that's what makes this fan base great. There's a passion and a deep love for the Ottawa Senators within this market, and it ranges all over the country. There are people in Ottawa who love the team. There are people in Toronto that love the team, out in Calgary, Vancouver. You all have special stories that connect you to this team. And that's what I want to hear, and that's what I want to lend a voice to, because I can't think of a better use for an Ottawa Senators podcast than that, especially in the off season. So I'm very excited about that. That is something I really want to do, and something that I, I, I'm I'm jazzed about. Uh, and if you guys are into that, um, make sure to let me know, and we'll try to get somebody on every single week. And this week's episode is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter one, just because I've, I've spent a lot of time racking my brain on how to generate some interesting content and conversations going forward. And maybe it speaks to how poor of a podcast host I am that, uh, that it took me so long to, to figure it out. But I really do have a cool structure in my mind of how I want the show to look going forward, at least until the season starts. 
And I think engaging further with you fine folks and, you know, really tugging on some of the moments that have kept you involved with this hockey team for some reason uh, is really going to be an interesting angle. And I'm really looking forward to chatting with you and to getting these new segments up and running and to hearing what you have to say about what makes you an Ottawa Senators fan and what makes this team great in your mind. Uh, I think we can all be a little short on positivity sometimes. And, And that's another thing. There's been a lot of arguing on Twitter, maybe not recently, but there was for a fair bit there, about how to be a fan, about being negative or positive or too much of one and not the other, about criticizing the wrong way or criticizing the wrong things. And this is where I stand on it. For a lot of reasons, be them past, present, or probably future, the Ottawa Senators deserve criticism. They have done a lot of things wrong. But by the same token, if you look at their recent track record, and I'm not talking about on the ice because that's certainly been horrible, things have been on the up a little bit. Getting Thomas Shabbat signed, Colin White signed, the way they've drafted has been excellent so far. I mean, it's going to take time to see how the last couple years' prospects pan out, but Based on recent performances, things look pretty good. Like a guy like Shane Pinto, the Senators went completely off the board to take, and he's looking like probably a top 10 prospect in the system right now. Uh, Oh, that's another thing. Um, Not to get too off track, but Silver 7 is going to be starting up our top 25, under 25 very soon. Our top 25 Ottawa Senators players under the age of 25. And... Week to week, um, when we start rolling these out and, you know, we give you our ballots or our our final rankings, I'll give you an idea on the podcast about my ballot and why I voted the way I did. I often agree with my Silver 7 Sens compatriots and I often disagree. Uh, And that's the beauty of the relationship we have and it's why I think we're the best Ottawa Senators blog out there. Uh, but in any case, as far as the overall culture on Sen's Twitter and within Ottawa Senators fandom goes right now, I think the best thing to do is not necessarily give the team the benefit of the doubt, but maybe withhold judgment on some things until we know how they're actually going to play out. Like a lot of people criticize the Ottawa Senators going into the offseason saying they weren't going to add much. And then they come out and they add Matt Murray and Evgeny Dadanov and these fantastic players. And you may disagree with with my evaluation of them, and you may disagree with the Senators adding players like Austin Watson, for example, or Eric Branson. But at the end of the day, things are on the up. Um, I don't think they're going to build the team around Austin Watson and Eric Branson going forward. Um, but I do think there is a talented core in place here. And is it going to take a couple more years to, for them to really hit their stride? Probably. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll come out of nowhere and make the playoffs this year. But 
by all projections, um, you know, it's going to be two, three years before this team is really competitive. So let's just enjoy it. I mean, last year sucked on the ice. Like, the team was losing a lot. But there were so many great moments to take from it. Um, Brady Kachuk continues to emerge as a star. Uh, Anthony Duclair's run through December where he was the top goal scorer in the league was crazy fun. Obviously, Bobby Ryan and his magical return uh, in the game against Vancouver. You know, those are the moments you remember as a fan. The championships will come, but the beauty of winning a championship, not that I can really say a lot about this because none of my teams that I cheer for in hockey, football, whatever, have won a championship anytime recently. But the beauty of it is suffering through the crap that happens before. Uh, It's the rough games, getting blown out. It's losing seasons. It's playoff heartbreaks. That's what makes a championship worth it. I remember a couple years ago when the Washington Capitals won the Cup and just how, you know, this sense of collective relief almost washed over their fans just because of everything that they'd been through. You can say the same about the St. Louis Blues, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, obviously. I mean, they had won, you know, like almost 15 years ago, but after what happened to them last year, they had something to prove. And their fans felt that as well. And they were rewarded for sticking through what was an incredibly tough time. And there's no doubt in my mind that you amazing fans of the Ottawa Senators are going to be rewarded for what you have gone through in the last few years. Um, In particular, that is. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, I think. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I'm just overly optimistic. That's something I've been accused of before. But I really do think that better days are ahead. Uh, And I guess what I'm trying to say in this saccharine roundabout rambling is that there's something to be said for criticism, but there's also something to be said for kind of holding off. And I'm not saying don't criticize. I'm just saying... Not everything has to be criticized. Not everything has to be picked apart uh, to find something that's not good. Sometimes things are just good. And I think that's something we could all do to remember. Now, again, I'm not saying never criticize the Ottawa Senators. The Ottawa Senators have proven time and again that they deserve to be criticized. But... Maybe let's try to look on the bright side, uh, at least for the next little bit. Until the next major calamity happens, maybe it's time to just, you know, breathe easy. Stop and smell the roses, enjoy the ride, all that meaningless nonsense. So now that we have a better idea of how the show is going to be structured for the next couple months... Let's talk a little bit um, about the current news or news that's happened recently. I know I haven't talked about the Ottawa Senators signing Alex Galchenyuk on the podcast yet. 
and again, that's just the way the episodes were kind of structured and just not having the opportunity to get out there and, and chat about it. But I am more than happy to give you my thoughts on it. Uh, this is a guy who was a former number three overall pick. Um, it's been well documented that he has... Sorry, a little sip of iced coffee. It's been well documented that he struggled to find a home, whether it was in Montreal or Arizona or Pittsburgh or Minnesota. He's never really lived up to his draft hype. And I, do I expect Alex Galchenyuk to come out and put up 80 points next year? No. This is a guy with a career high of 56 points. That said, he does sound like he's motivated. Um, in things he said and things his agent has said, he has something to prove. And, you know, maybe people don't put a lot of stock into that. But I think when you're talking about a guy who has gone through what Alex Galchenyuk has gone through, he's only 26 years old and he's on a one-year deal with what has been a bottom feeder team for the last few years. This seems like it could be a relationship that works swimmingly. At the very least, Galchenyuk is a guy who can play some minutes. Um, and which is what the Ottawa Senators need. They need guys who can insulate their core of young players. Uh, I don't know how comfortable the Ottawa Senators are going to be with throwing guys like Drake Batherson uh, and Brady Kitch- or not Brady Kachuk, sorry, and Tim Stutzla into these top end major really tough minutes right away. And I think that's smart. I think that. The development should be prioritized, and if those guys, maybe ease those guys into those minutes. I'm not saying don't play them big minutes. I'm saying don't throw them to the wolves right away. Kind of ease them into things, and that's what guys like Galchenyuk and Dadanov and even players like Connor Brown are going to be really integral for going forward. So as far as Galchenyuk goes, I mean, I really don't know what, people are going to complain about. He's on a $1.05 million deal for one year. It's a prove-it deal. It's a deal that the Senators have given out to a lot of their players, um, even a lot of their RFAs. Um, Rudy Balsers was given that kind of deal. Christian Yarosh was given that kind of deal. So for me, it's tough to really find any negative to this. Um, I know people are concerned about young players losing out on playing time because of this. Um, I think DJ Smith is going to prioritize the development of young players because the expectation is not on him to win. Um, He has a reputation for liking his veterans. I don't know if that's totally earned. And, you know, he was more than willing to give... Logan Brown, top six minutes last year. Uh, We saw Josh Norris play top six minutes on his call-up. Same can be said of Drake Batherson. Um, Guys got what they earned in my eyes last year. And that's the way things should be. So for a guy like Galchenyuk, who is looking to prove that he is worthy of a longer-term deal, 
I would expect him to come out guns a-blazing next year. Whether or not he actually performs to that level, time will tell. But he's a guy who can, you know, at worst put up probably 40 points and, you know, take some pressure off of those young kids to jump right into NHL stardom immediately. I don't have a problem with the Ottawa Senators taking a flyer on a guy like this. You know, if he performs well, maybe they want to make it a longer-term thing. This is a guy who, if he finds his game and he starts putting up 50, 60 points a year, that's a guy who could be vital to the success of a team that is building towards its first real playoff runs. Um, With this core, that is. So if it works, great. Then you have a guy who can play center, play the wing, uh, in your top six or at worst top nine, and it provides you a little bit of stability going forward and a little bit of a veteran presence. If it doesn't work, you let the guy walk at the end of the year and you have another million dollars to use on a better player or to re-sign a Brady Kachuk. So all in all, I think it's a really solid move. And, you know, if it isn't a knock-it-out-of-the-park home run move, it's a move that's not going to hurt the Ottawa Senators, which is really what they should be aiming for right now. They should be taking chances. They should be giving players a shot. And... Like I said, if it works, great. If it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. Ottawa Senators probably aren't going to be competing for the Stanley Cup next year. And before we wrap things up on this episode, I do want to chat, now that we've covered Galchenyuk, about how the team looks right now. Uh, Bruce Garriock of the Ottawa Sun has reported that it seems like the Senators are done making moves. It seems like the roster, as it stands is going to be what the team looks like going into 2021. And shockingly, I do have some thoughts on that. It's like I was just saying. Are the Ottawa Senators going to compete for a Stanley Cup next year? No, they're not. But I do think that the Ottawa Senators are a better team than they were a year ago. And they've done that while still staying young. Like, their average age at forward is 25. Their average age on the blue line is 26. That's really all you can hope for. Um, They've added some quality veterans. They've added Evgeny Dadnov, which is going to be a huge addition for this team. Uh, They've added guys like Austin Watson, who, like I said, at very worst can play some bottom six minutes and provide you with a little bit of stability. More importantly than anything, though, is they got their RFAs locked up, all of them, without going to arbitration. Connor Brown was kind of done at the the 11th hour, but that one was arguably, and geez, I don't even know if it's arguable, the most important free agent that they had to lock up. And they got it done. At a great price, three point six million for the next three years. That to me, and maybe I'm misjudging the NHL free agent market in the COVID age, but that to me is below market value for Connor Brown. I would have paid at least four million for Connor Brown. Uh, same can be said of Chris Tierney, three point five million for the next two years. Again, 
is that a guy that's going to be around longer term when the team is competing for a cup? Probably not, but he has an opportunity to prove that he belongs here. Uh, and at 26 years old, um, if he performs well this year, maybe he gets claimed by Seattle. Maybe he you know, is a deadline trade candidate. Maybe he's a guy that earns himself a big contract after playing two years in Ottawa. We will see. Maybe he ends up an Ottawa senator for life. But at center is particular, in particular, you're set. You've got your Josh Norris, Logan Brown, uh, Colin White, or if you don't want to move him to the wing, that is, and Chris Tierney, and a guy like Galchenyuk can play center as well. So do they have their bona fide number one center yet? No, I still think that's going to be Tim Stutzla. Um, they've talked about starting him on the wing, but that to me is your number one center. I would be surprised if within three years, Tim Stutzla is not playing center for your Ottawa Senators. On the left side, Brady Kachuk, obviously, and then again, a guy like Galchenyuk can slot in there. Um, Rudy Balsers can play the left side. Nick Paul can play the left side. Um, Connor Brown can even play the left side. Like The Senators have achieved overall forward depth. Um, are they short on high-end talent? Still, yes, but that is what you expect out of a young rebuilding team. That's coming. Um, guys like Josh Norris are hopefully going to be that type of player. Same can be said of Logan Brown and Drake Batherson. So the high-end talent is coming. The Senators will add more in the coming years through free agency and trades. And then if you look on the blue line, oof, I mean... <laughs> There's a good foundation there in terms of talent. You have Thomas Shabbat, you have Christian Milan, and you have Eric Brandstrom, who I would be surprised if he doesn't spend at least some time in Ottawa this year. Um, it's going to depend on how his offseason goes, if he puts on a little bit of size. Uh, other than that, Eric Branson, Nikita Zaitsev, Josh Brown, Mike Riley... <sighs> You know, those last two guys are maybe players I could see sticking around longer term going forward if they can play to that level. Um, guys like Goodbranson and Zaitsev maybe aren't players that are going to be here long term. Goodbranson only has one year left on his deal. Zaitsev's locked up to the end of 2024. But, you know, that there's been a lot made of that contract. So we'll see. Um, I think the bottom line is the foundation you have now with Shabbat, with Brandstrom, and with Will Lannan is going to be critical when the Senators start graduating guys from UND, who we're going to talk about a lot when they start playing games in December. When they start graduating Jake Sanderson and Jacob Bernard Docker and Lassie Thompson from Finland, Having those three guys on the left side and then mixing in those right-handers, or a left-hander in Sanderson's case, there's a good foundation in place here. And that's what I'm trying to get at. The Senators, they have hopefully their goalie in Matt Murray. They have some talent and some depth at forward, and the same can be said on the blue line. Again, not a roster that is going to blow anybody out of the water in this coming season. But it is going to be one that is competitive in a few years once it gets a little bit of help. And that's what rebuilding teams do. It's a slow, arduous process, but the payoff is coming. I really do believe that. The talent is there. 
The vision appears to be there for management. Whether or not ownership is going to play an active role in securing talent financially, time will tell. So far, indications have been a little more positive than they were in years past, but we're going to have to wait and see. And I think that's a great note to end on uh, for this episode of Internal Budget. Thank you folks so much for listening. I'm a broken record here, but I really am excited about what we're going to do with the podcast going into next season. And I am really excited to engage with all of you further. So once again, make sure you like the podcast, share it with your friends, download, subscribe, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. It really is appreciated and it really does keep me going in the dark days of 2020. And speaking of which, uh, cases of COVID-19 across Canada are on the rise. Please be smart regardless of what your government or local health officials are telling you. Limit your contact with others, wash your hands, wear a mask, all that fun stuff that we've become accustomed to this year. Please stay healthy, please stay safe, and please Take care, y'all. See you next week.